1: Fantasy Freaks and Geeks. What's up? We welcome you into the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. James Cole here with you. Joined alongside by this crazy cast of characters. We have Franchise over here taking selfies. I'm uh, Instagram storing
2: your your oh. Fantasy Freaks and Geeks intro for my own social purposes. Oh, Selfie Chaz.
3: <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, we've got the whiz kid from Wisconsin. What's going on, man?
3: Uh, not too much. Did I just – or is that your – That was my was phone. Volume? Sorry, it's oh, off was, now. I was going to oh. say, that's surprisingly loud. Uh, that was rude of me. Oh. Very selfish. The, uh, the, the, the You pack. know what?
1: I, I applaud you for at least apologizing, unlike some people on this podcast who oh. go on Tinder uh, mid-podcast. <laughs> ah, yes. You know what I mean? I think I know who you mean. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. they try to cover up their track. They don't own it. Mm-hmm. It's not even – Right, you know, right. Not even, not and even. then the behavior repeats itself, right. and it becomes a thing. Yeah, yeah. you know? At least you I'll apologize. Yeah, you I owned it. up to it immediately. Yeah, thank
2: you. Yeah. I appreciate it. I'm that. blatantly, you know, yeah. out there yeah, on you. other things while we're recording.
1: Matt Harbor, what's up man? Hey, hey. Hey. <laughs> yo, what's up, Aaron?
4: <laughs> you know, as I was watching that unfold like I I heard you say like, "I'm sorry that was very rude of me." And then looked at me with wide eyes uh-huh. and then James started to pick it up. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> See where this is going? <laughs> We're not even a minute in, and I'm already un- clearly under attack. Attack! attack! Uh, producer Chris, what's going on, man? Hey, How you what's doing? up, guys?
5: I saw Tamposi throwing some heat last week. Heaters? L- oh Army man! Oh, didn't
4: know where Chicago was. Oh, it was, dude, there's a lot going like on Thursday. Yeah, yeah there was a that. lot. Dude. Chris, it's, it's a, it's strange because you know, obviously you are our producer. Yes, indeed. And uh, we very much like you more than her. Uh, <laughs> but she does, Whoa! Well, I, look. <laughs> I, like- I feel like there's a Harmon Tamposi
5: feud. <laughs> there's a beef. There's, a- there's
4: no. A- I think I Maybe went to
5: Twitter it's- on Thursday. No, there's a fake war going
1: on.
4: Well, yeah. she oh. well, she definitely. I mean, she came at me like trolled me mid podcast about my about my my yeti. Bike. Oh right. And uh, I didn't appreciate that. But and so then Chris chimes in and I just replied with. Hashtag my producer. Ah. <laughs> uh, so there is beef. Tamposi, hashtag not my producer. There you go. Not my president, not my producer. Tension. Right. Okay. Yeah. But no, but no, she's good people. She's good people. Chris is just better people. That's wow, nice. the backtrack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to recover my from trying to put a PR spin on this. That's good.
1: Um, all right, we got a great show in front of us here today. We're going to talk about every damn game. We'll talk to you about our top performers today. Bobby Woods and that Rams offense. Oh my goodness! We will dig in. Talk about some biggest disappointments. What in the hell happened with Tyrod Taylor? My goodness! We'll break that down. But we start your show as we always do with your top headlines. Fake news. News.
4: News.
1: News. <laughs> I hope
4: it's not fake. No, it's not
1: fake. Okay. We'll start in Pittsburgh. Is the emergence of Juju Smith-Schuster hurting the fantasy ceiling of Antonio Brown? I now I ask this not as a hot take. I ask this as a legitimate question. In the last two games for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Juju Smith has played over uh, 78% of the snaps or more. It's uh 79% in week 10, which I believe was his career uh excuse me, his uh his season high, career high. So there you go. Over the last two games for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Juju Smith-Schuster, 17 targets. Antonio Brown, 17 targets. Over those last two games, Juju Smith-Schuster, 290 yards receiving, two touchdowns. Over the last two weeks, Antonio Brown, 117 yards and zero touchdowns. So I will ask you, does the emergence of Juju hurt the fantasy ceiling of Antonio Brown? We'll go to our resident Steeler, Homer, Matt Franciscovich. What's up? I think, yeah, 100% it does. Wow, Because we're seeing, you said
2: 290 receiving yards over the last two games. The rest of the Steelers team in the last two games is 263 receiving yards. Wow. He's out receiving the rest of the team. And our uh, research department also noted this in the in the recap packet that the Steelers are not leaning on Bell and Brown as much the last two games it's obvious they combined for 64.9 percent of the team's scrimmage yards in the first seven games that has dropped to 43.3 percent of the team's scrimmage yards the last two games so yeah I think Smith out there puts another guy on the field for Ben to load up with targets and he doesn't have to overload Antonio Brown with 14 targets a game
4: and it's working out does that worry you from a fantasy perspective, Matt Harmon? No, I'm going to completely disagree with this entire with okay. this entire point. I don't think it does. I don't think it changes that much. He has ten targets in each of the last two games. The fact is, they just haven't connected. So to me, this is more of like a correlation than a causation sort of thing. Just happens to be that he hasn't caught he's caught fifty percent and then thirty percent of his targets the last two games. Just because Juju has also been going off during that time, mm-hmm. I don't think that makes a big difference to me. I like. If if it was suddenly like Brown is getting like five targets or four targets in those games, sure. then I would be willing to be like, well, maybe this does change a little bit. But the fact that the volume is still there, that's what I'm chasing, not the final yardage line. And uh-huh. we,
2: we, well, I, I, let me just say we have seen Brown and Martavis Bryant both thrive right. in this offense before, so it can sustain two high-performing fantasy wideouts.
4: Yeah, I, I don't think there's. It's. I think it's just not. I'm just not going to. Take too much from a two-game sample size, right? And really freak out about that, right?
3: It's f- it's also touchdown variance, and not. I mean, I've railed against this. So, well, if you know, you take away his big play or whatever, but a lot of the discrepancy in their statist- their statistical comparisons, the last two games comes from Juju's ninety whatever yard touchdown against the Lions. So, right. Right. I'm with Harmon. The bigger thing for me is the volume is still there, and okay. That, and you know that when Ben Roethlisberger needs it most, he's going to go to Antonio Brown. Okay. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not overly concerned about this this small sample, sample. I feel attacked.
1: <laughs> well, I bring it up only because, again, uh, last couple of weeks, it's, it's been, you know, disappointing weeks for Antonio Brown. I mean, it was really highlighted here in Week 10. Then, meanwhile, you look on the other side, and there's Juju Smith-Schuster just thriving. And um, and I and I think we were talking about this coming into Week 10 as well, was, hey, man, can this offense – I mean, this offense is going to go primarily through Lev Bell and Antonio Brown. And, and I really feel confident about Juju Smith-Schuster. And, you know, he'd been playing very, very well. And not only that, just the confidence level from this young kid. So – I I get what you're saying, Harmon. In terms of hey, don't worry about Antonio Brown, but I mean, I guess maybe both points can be right. You know what I'm saying? In, in terms of Juju Smith-Schuster being a being able to be a stud in this offense. Oh yeah. And Antonio Brown also being a stud It's just yeah. No. I just I don't think those crazy 15, 16, 18 target games. I think those will be fewer and far between.
4: Well, I mean, those have been few and far in between anyways. I mean, he had one game with 19 uh, against the Jacksonville Jaguars when they were trailing the entire game. He had one with 14 against Chicago, another game that they lost. Other than that, he's been 11, 11, 9, 10, 10, 10. 10. Like, that's what we've been looking at with Brown anyways. Okay, And I think that's pretty reliable. Like, again – uh, it was his lowest target total, seven last week. But Juju also just had seven, so I don't think I th- I don't think that the ideas have to be mutually exclusive. Like it has to be one or the other. Sure, like I don't think Juju's just gonna like he's for real. I don't think he's just gonna suddenly disappear. But right. I don't think that it also has it just because these last two games have been down for bre- down for Brown, up for Juju. That that's what it's gonna be you know, going forward. Can I bring up one last point yes, regarding can. this? Uh, I will, I will, we'll allow it. Oh, okay. Thea.
1: <laughs> Again, I, I'm invested in Antonio Brown in a lot of different spots. But, you know, you notice where Antonio Brown is lined up. It's, it's obviously uh, more than 90% out wide. Mm-hmm. Ben has really struggled throwing out wide and throwing deep downfield. You could have just stopped it. Struggled. (laughs) Very good point. Very good point. Meanwhile, Juju Smith-Schuster is lining up uh, 50-50 out wide and in the slot, and it Mm. seems as if Ben has been comfortable uh, throwing underneath.
3: It's almost like, like he's sorry to jump. He's, it's almost like he's treating Juju like a, a hybrid between a wide receiver and Heath Miller, his yeah. old, his old, you know, binky Hundred percent. Totally. Go to his old
1: binky. No, you're right. And that's and that. First of all, that right there is a big reason why I believe in in sustained success for Juju Smith Schuster. But another reason why I die, I just worry a little bit because Ben's been so bad throwing outside. So that's I, the only I thing.
3: think the bigger takeaway is just that Juju can continue to have success, and we don't need to panic or anything about Antonio Brown. You're right. He's not going to get 18 targets, but. He's proven throughout his career he doesn't need 18 targets a game to succeed. Yeah.
1: Very good point. Speaking of trends, let's talk about the Bills. Trends. Trends. Let's talk about the Bills' run defense right now. They traded away Marcel Darius. Right. There was a lot of questions as to, okay, well, maybe their defense can still hold up. I uh, I think there's a real legitimate question now. Maybe that's not the case. Do you have to start running backs now against the Bills? I mean, look, they gave up 209 total yards to running backs, two touchdowns to the to the Jets. Then they give up 326 yards and five total touchdowns to the Saints.
4: I mean, embarrassing. Yeah. Just
1: they got absolutely housed
4: in that game.
1: But uh, again, the 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 week prior, they give up you know more than 200 total yards and two touchdowns to to the Jets running backs as well. I, I mean, you you got to start thinking about playing your running back assets and treating them as top ten assets going against the Bills right now. No, they got the Chargers, the yep. the, the Chiefs, the Pats coming up in the next three weeks. Oh my goodness, I think all those backfields can eat.
3: Even oh, yeah. even Colts Dolphins. I actually wrote in the waiver wire. Um, we'll get to it later. But Austin Eckler's a guy to pick up this week because I think Melvin Gordon should be able to bounce back next week against yeah. the Bills. But also like Eckler's going to be in the mix, and we've seen multiple like the the first game that that happened. Jets, Bills, you know Thursday night. Yeah, You're weird. Sure. Weird. Sure. Blank happens every yeah. like Thursday. <laughs> right. But the fact that then the Saints came out a better team and just literally asserted their will. I think they had like a 12 play drive that was runs every play and it ended in a touchdown. And like they were never in like a bad down and distance. Yeah. So this it's just it's a good situation. It's it's one of those matchups now like. Tight ends versus the Giants—that we might be able to, to, to you know, take to the bank every. Week.
1: I, I I like highlighting this stuff too because when we started the season franchise, the Bills were a very good defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now it's kind of flipped on its head.
2: Yeah, totally. People still think, oh, the, like this is a bad matchup for my offensive players. Bills defense is tough. Not not true anymore. For the run game, they give up a lot of yards through the air. Passing. But I mean, in terms of the Saints running backs kind of running all over them, the Saints running backs
3: have been doing that (laughs) to to, to everybody. (laughs) Every
2: week for their, they're on a seven game win. Yeah. This
3: was still like they've, they've done that every week, but this was a high one. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
4: It's, it's one of those things when like a team goes in it was trounce the yeah goes and like trounces a bad team and they're like well well sure they beat the you know they beat the Browns or whatever but it's like no, no yeah they or like the like the Rams right now they beat yeah. the Giants and the Texans last week was like well it's the Giants and the Texans without Deshaun Watson who cares yeah. it's like no 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 it's not the fact that they won it's how they did it it's and how they completely it. undressed the opponent and you right. know spun them around the street and, and humiliated them and that's like what teams are doing to, that's what the Saints just did to the Bills and and honestly yeah I think that I think they're they're definitely a team to target. I mean, look, coming into this year, they were a team that didn't exactly have like the most inspiring depth, part, depth chart, but they were right. really well coached by Sean McDermott, Indeed. and I think now we're starting to see these cracks, especially after, after trading Darius, too. Sure. So let me ask you this, because
1: run games and defenses seem to go hand in hand, right? And so that's why I think we saw the, the Bills defense play very, very well to start the season. Shady McCoy also was eaten a lot as well. Last two games, Shady McCoy has really fallen off. I I just wonder a little bit if the defensive woes have become such a strong issue that it's impacting the offense. And Tyrod Taylor, exact same thing. I mean, yes, he put up a big stat line last week, but all of that was in garbage time. Yeah. So. I've got some serious concerns as to the defense being so bad, it's bleeding over into the
4: offense. Well, I think yeah. especially for the run game, I mean, McCoy, 12 carries, no catches uh, against the Jets on Thursday night. Yesterday, eight carries and uh, three catches. So, Ugh. I mean, that's not, the so- and that's not the sort of volume that you're looking for out of a running back like McCoy, who was living off volume anyways because, yeah. quite frankly, he hasn't was, been that good this season. He year. was leading the team in receptions for the first yes. few weeks. But you mentioned, like, the run game and the defense
2: going hand-in-hand. Yeah. New Orleans – time of possession was 41 minutes to Buffalo's eight, <laughs> 18 minutes in Jesus. that game. That's, so oh that means you know, Buffalo's defense is what? on the field so much. That's crazy. Yeah, and it's just yeah. y- your running backs are not going to get production. When I'm you're, worried about shading Getting man. blown out by 30 points and
1: – I am worried about Shady, and yeah. and I think with the you know the Chargers too, they 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 show him up. Uh, they show up in here in Week Eleven, but their run defense I think has much improved uh, over the course
3: of, of the last few weeks as well. Well, say if Tyrod holds on to the starting job, though, uh, he does have some favorable matchups coming up. Which he better hold on to the starting oh, job. God. Give me a break. I know, I know. Seriously. I mean, like, but teams do some. Oh, I defense.
4: know, I know, I know. And I'm I ready, wanted to. I am ready to. Rally against the Bills, uh, <laughs> should they make a quarterback change? Because that would just be a joke.
2: And he's also he's also got Charles Clay is back now. Kelvin Benjamin's getting integrated, so I yeah.
1: think all of us who tried to stream Tyrod Taylor, we were all that Game of guy jumping
3: off the, the ledge. That oh yeah, was yeah. all of us when Nathan. I had him, him in my I had him in my <laughs> Dynasty League, uh, and I was just like, I got like two points from. Him.
1: I so I, I turned away from that game, shocking. But um, so then I I go I go look I look up. At my monitor, and and I see Nick O'Leary score a touchdown. I get really excited. I look, I look down at my score sheet. I'm like, oh, my, my stat tracker's not
4: not updating. It's not up to. It's not. It's not even Tyrod. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> so then <laughs> you terrible. Oh, you so you didn't you skip the step where you tweet <laughs> at the fantasy handle and all of us and say, where are my points? <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, they're right, not like, there. Yeah, that's it's not that's, there. that's that's, uh, a, a that's depressing, depressing. It was discovery. Nathan,
1: Nathan Peterman. Peterman.
4: Oh boy. Yeah.
1: All right, uh, Dallas offense, let's break it down. No Zeke. They got absolutely smoked by Atlanta, and I think it was a surprising result for a lot of folks. I think most everybody thought it was going to be a very close game. If mm-hmm. if not anything, Dallas winning this ball game. Alfred Morris, Rod Smith, let's get some evaluations. We'll start with you, Wizkid.
3: Uh well the biggest thing is that they were missing Tyron Smith. Like that's Huge. what that's what shot the entire offense in the foot. Cause uh Freddie Morris was running the no, ball. No damn it, well. it
2: was Zeke. Zeke is the MVP, damn it.
3: Freddie Morris was running the ball well to start and, and Dak was making some plays, but when you give up six sacks in a game to Adrian Claiborne, that's, that's craziness. A big 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 sign that there was six. Six, some issue on your line. Six da- to one player. I don't I'm not gonna like <laughs> I'm not gonna I don't think it's reason to panic over this. Hopefully okay. Tyron Smith comes back or Dallas will at least be like Maybe we should, you know, give some help to the left tackle so back yeah. <laughs> so doesn't get obliterated. Uh, but this right. was just this was a bad this is a bad game all around for Dallas. I'm sure they'll adjust. They've got good coaching and good players. So. Okay, well, what I, I'm you, not panicked.
1: Franchise, what did you make of the backfield
3: though? Alfred Morris, Rod Smith. Uh. Yep.
2: Yeah, so if Morris is definitely like the starter, primary, uh, you know, early down runner. He didn't have. I don't think he had a single target. I know he didn't have a single reception. That's Rod Smith's role. He was in there on some third and longs. He caught a few passes. None of yardage totals were great and then Derek Darren McFadden seems like the odd man out he played one snap had one carry for negative two yards It's 100% touch so yeah I mean. think uh, right when he's on the field he's gonna get the ball he's efficient but I think going forward if you are Smith an Alfred actually, Morris owner Smith what? played
3: the most snaps too
2: yes well yeah. and and it was you know negative game script right. for them so they were probably he was in there on the passing downs and stuff but going forward I think you could probably play Morris and Smith Yeah, going forward every week. And just, you know, Smith is more the PPR type guy. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and, and Morris is will probably be the goal line guy. Ian Rappaport yesterday morning, though, on okay. NFL Network, did say that the Dallas Cowboys like Rod Smith as their wild card and think he can be a three-down back. Obviously, we didn't see that yesterday. I was telling people he's a wait-and-see. Don't start
4: him in Week 10. Now we kind of know the split, and I think it's going to be Morris. St- The Morris-Smith show while Zeke is out. Yeah, Morris had 73% of the running back carries, and as you mentioned, Morris had all of the backfield targets. Uh, I thought Morris – Smith, Smith. Excuse me, yeah, yeah, Smith. I thought Morris, though, I thought he looked good. I thought he ran. He was looking good. He turned up real well, one of the top five backs in next-gen stats yards after defenders closed within a yard. So I think he was making – What was the number? Uh, over five, five point two three, wow. I think was the was the number. So that's good. to look at, that's um, amazing. Yeah, yeah, no, he was he was looking good. Uh, so I think we, I, I'm still like pretty. Out, no, excuse me, he was five point six. Alvin Kamara was five point two three. But anyways, point being, I, he was looking good to me yesterday. Uh, I think in better matchups and better game flows, uh, we're gonna really want to be playing Alfred Morris. Oh, show. Sure.
1: Devontae Freeman, concussion protocol, got knocked out of the Dallas game after <laughs> just three yards, hurting folks in fantasy. But we hope he gets back. Yeah. Uh, Adam Schefter saying Monday he's unlikely uh, to, to play Monday and uh, could be a multi-week injury mm-hmm. for Devontae Freeman. So yeah. adjust your lineups accordingly. Uh, Aaron Jones in the Green Bay backfield injured. Ty Montgomery re-aggravated his rib injury. pack I R S. <laughs> I, can I just say also, Bears, you gotta win this game. Bears, what y'all doing, Bears? You no, no, gotta no. win this game.
3: No, no, no. John Fox. What <laughs> you oh doing? My <laughs> goodness. First and goal at the three. Oh, it looks like the guy might have lost the football. I'm gonna challenge it and then give the ball back to the players. I mean, I don't understand. Y- 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 no Aaron Rodgers.
1: No Aaron Jones. No Ty Montgomery. No Brian Balaga. You're at home. You're at home. Coming off a bye week. Coming off a bye. Yeah. I mean, and the Packers could not feel worse about themselves as a team. And they were
4: on a short week. It was Monday night they yep. played you last they do, a too, right? yeah, week. Yeah. Yeah. You got to win. Yeah. Well, win this game. You got to win, yeah. You got to win this game. It's problem when you're not a very good team. Fair it's
1: craziness. All right, so uh, Alex Yohar, I'll ask you, uh, what do we make of this backfield? Uh, obviously, it's Jamal Williams' time, uh, at least in the short term. But uh, do you feel all right about that,
3: adding him and, and, and playing him? I mean, the thing is, I think it might change their offense a little bit because Williams, he, uh, his like stat line doesn't look – eye popping and he doesn't put any eye popping runs on tape. I think he had a long of seven in this game, Yeah, but he ground out a lot of hard, hard runs and they might turn the team a little more to some power football. And perhaps they use that more to get Hunley rolling out. Like I know Harmon was saying, or he's going to tweet about it too. Uh, Hunley. Performed really well outside the tackle box. No, the throwing outside the numbers. Throwing outside the numbers. Okay, our twenty
4: point eight passer rating uh, in week ten. In week six through nine, he had a forty point seven passer rating when throwing outside the numbers. Well, scoring a long touchdown will definitely help okay. those numbers. Adams, yeah. Man. Yeah, 10, 10 of 14 for 119 yards in that time. But I think the be, the benefit is that volume
3: is going to be there for Williams. Um, and if this offense is moving the ball a little bit, I mean, th- running back is such a disaster. Like, Orleans Darkwood is an every-week starter. Like, sure. if, if Jamal Williams is going to get 17 carries a game, like, you're going to want to start him. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So it's not, it's not going to be pretty, but he fights hard for yardage. And there was that one play where he had, uh, I think – Who's their outside backer that they took? You know, Leonard Floyd. He had, like, Leonard Floyd trying to tackle him, and then Jamal Williams still trucked Kyle Fuller. Mm-hmm. Just, like, straight put him on his ass he's and a, ran over him. He's tough,
1: <laughs> a tough back. Very tough runner, no yeah. doubt about yeah. it. Yeah. All right, so let's let's break down Brett Hundley a little bit because I think uh, the thought coming in is, hey, man, you can't play this guy. He's absolutely taking the Green Bay, uh, tanking the Green Bay offense. So I, I thought he played a hell of a lot better. But was it just a one-game blip? Uh, or can we expect better things now uh, from Brett Hunley and, and it sounds like Matt Harmon, you've got some uh, numbers we can look at.
4: Well, I definitely think that it's uh, it's encouraging what we saw out of him yesterday. And, I mean, you know, you talk about maybe it was it just a one-game sample size. Maybe we were just so ready to be disappointed by what we saw. Because, I mean, he was a legit nightmare. I mean, the, the team film the film, and the numbers yeah, backed every- it up, though. Everything was was bad, and I think the just getting when you, if you get pressure on Brett Hundley, I think that's when he starts to falter. But he can make throws. I mean, he is he's a talented uh, thrower of the football, and I think that we saw that. I mean, that throw to Devonte Adams was was great. Those yeah. two guys have been have been good chemistry wise. Jerry yeah. Nelson kind of left out in the cold, but uh, I, I think that I've, I'm, a, I'm much more optimistic today about Brett Hundley than I was, you know, 48 hours ago.
3: I, I agree. He he showed enough. Um, he showed some progressions. He's still, like you said, the pressure. There were still those times where a defender got into the backfield. Hunley's eyes went right to that guy. Yes. The one, the play that was the worst was like Hunley ran like I think 20, 25 yards straight back. Yeah.
1: Oh, just, my Lord. And they
3: were at like the 10-yard oh, line. He ran, he ran to like the 30 and then just had to I, chuck the ball away. I was like. What in the hell I thought he was getting sacked. I was like <laughs> I just was so baffled at what he was doing. I almost but.
4: wanted him to get sacked, so he stopped running backwards.
3: <laughs> Heart attack city, but man. I think I think at least you're right. He and Adams have shown a good connection and Adams has seen pretty good volume in all of these games. I, I, think, I think we can actually probably trust Devonte Adams as like a flex wide receiver two moving forward. Okay. The matchups are, are tough in the in the short shortcoming weeks. Ravens, What's he got? Ravens at home and then That's at a- Steelers, right? Yep. That's how it goes. And then
4: then we go Bucks, Box. Browns, nice, and then right. at Panthers, and then Vikings in Lambeau. So Interesting. Not, it's a real up-and-down peak and valley. But So let me just spitball theories at you guys right yeah, now yeah. Uh, about the Brett Hundley thing because I think so much of like – I always say like perception is reality and expectations are really what set the tone for things. And I think with, with Brett Hundley, like the expectations have gone from – here up high to low to high and like it just hasn't been a consistent thing because he was definitely getting like Patriots level backup treatment where it's like he was the guy that everybody thought oh Packer just like they've done in the past Packers are gonna groom him he's gonna now he's got his time to come out here and he's gonna look good and I think the expectations were like too high for a young backup quarterback so that when he was really a, a disaster like you said it just made it seem like now there's no hope and i mean gelhar's talking about feeling dead inside after just two <laughs> games of of <laughs> bad quarterback inside. play <laughs> I, so i think i and but now they were so bad, now I thought the expectations were almost too low, and maybe now we can level off, but my question is just, like, what is the leveling off point? What do we expect out of, out of Brett Hundley? You
1: know, I'd love to see a passing chart, and I know Next Gen Stats does release that, but... Um, got it up in this tab right here. Oh, out of baby. Look here we go. <coughs> so Good I, radio. So Look at this. <laughs> I guess my my question... Well, okay, see, see, what I like about this passing chart uh, that I'm looking at
3: here is that... You guys can find these at nextgenstats.nfl.com. Out of baby.
1: Um, it, it didn't seem as if so many of his throws were at the line of scrimmage Um, five yards out yes and I think he and I think Brett Hundley going back to his college days thrives in passes that are five to ten yards out maybe five to fifteen yards out and we're talking about in breaking routes as well so they did
3: throw more slants, I felt like. I need to go back and watch the game more closely because it's hard on Sundays, like, oh, everything's going on. Yeah. Oh, my God, and yeah. Like, you're watching
1: a million games at
3: once. Yeah. And that was one thing I was complaining about in that Lions game. was like, why are they not throwing slants? Like, Devonta Adams, too, and you got Randall Cobb. These Adam are Cobb, guys 100%. that have great short area quickness. Yeah. They can, they're great off the line for these slants. And uh, they did definitely did run some more of that. But, yeah, this chart, uh, again – were it's bad radio, but next gen stats vastly different than if you go back to the one he had against the Lions. It was like everything was three, behind the line, yeah, exactly. three yards or behind the line. Right,
1: exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, uh, to me, I feel as if maybe Mike McCarthy is starting to figure out what Brett Hundley likes to do mm-hmm. instead of just saying, "Hey, hey, kid, run the offense." God, that's just horrific. <laughs> you pulled up the
3: other one. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. It looks like somebody right. fired a shotgun right. like at this at this black yeah. piece of paper where Hunley <laughs> like a is behind the line <laughs> of scrimmage, yeah. yeah. So
1: I I just yeah. think I think maybe Mike McCarthy is starting to figure out his young quarterback and his tendencies and what he likes to do. Um, I don't know, I I think the arm strength is there. Coming out of UCLA, we knew he was a, a good athlete, had a good arm, but an erratic arm downfield. And I think we've seen that entire range uh, play itself out over the last three games. So, But then again, I, and I always say this too, right? Yes, he's been groomed per se. But game action wise, yes. it's still been so limited. I mean, so let's let's give this guy a little right. bit of patience, a little bit of breathing. I breath will say to before we to pass your
3: question or to answer it, Harmon, I think the expectation could be maybe like Jacoby Brissett level with the offense, where in good matchups he can he can take this offense down and get twenty to thirty points, and you know. Help keep the fantasy floors of the relevant people up there, but in bad matchups, like in two weeks when they have yeah. to go to Pittsburgh, do not, ab- do, not do not want a- abandon ship. Do not want abandon ship. We can,
1: I think, we can accurately predict this though, too, right? Because with next gen stats, we get a, a good sense of pressure rates and and all of those yeah. things, right? So, um, watch for those uh, watch for those numbers in the in the coming weeks because I I feel as if we can accurately predict uh, what Brett Hundley might do and the Green Bay Packers offense might do given.
4: Uh, their opposing teams' yeah. pressure rates. I just wanted to talk about that because, like, coming in walking into work this morning, really, I was thinking about it. I was like, God, it really felt like the Packers, like, sk- like the sky was falling because I think again, just coming from so high down all the way down here with with Brett Hundley, like, uh, it just. But they're still five and four.
3: You yeah, know? no, like, I, mean, I don't think they're
4: going to be a playoff it, team, but it also hurt
3: as we always talk about the island game. Yes, like, Hunley it's a looked great point. So terrible like, yeah. in prime time. Yeah, yeah. Like, where everybody watched it. I think
4: these are all like really important like, yeah. lessons. <laughs> done.
3: Pack. You just you can't you can't negate the fact that yeah. when people are watch, everybody's watching in a primetime game. It elevates the. The takes and the severity of oh, the yes. of good the point. takes. And All the,
2: right. coming into yeah. this game, the Bears' defense was playing really well. Mm-hmm. Surprise! You know, on paper, it was not a good matchup. Oh, wrongly. they had allowed good like, God, like no.
3: fifteen points per game at home versus twenty-seven on the road, and so they'd shut down, incur- they shut down. They pretty much shut down the Falcons and the Steelers at their <laughs> home, right. home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like
1: we were talking about. You're coming off of a bye week. It's a short week for Green Bay. They lose both of their starting running backs. They don't have their starting <laughs> left tackle. Like this should have been or right tackle. This should this should have absolutely been. I mean, the Packers should have got dunked on.
4: John Fox doesn't play by your rules.
1: (laughs) Okay. Alex, stay with you. Talk to me about three or four guys on the waiver wire that folks can add. Uh,
3: Absolutely. We mentioned Eckler. Uh, Jamal Williams already talked about him. Yes. There's a bunch of big names that are coming back from injury next week or in the coming weeks that I think could be great ads for teams with their eyes on the fantasy playoffs. You've got – the is about to get a whole lot grittier, folks. Danny Woodhead coming back for the <laughs> oh Ravens backfield. Uh, not guaranteed yes. if he's going to come back this week against the Packers. He, I think he's been cleared and he's been practicing. He tried to throw a little cold water on it, but it sounds like he's going to suit up. Yeah, You got Greg Olson. The Panthers going to their bye this week, but that could be the perfect time to try and pick him up and slide him in there because Kelvin Agreed. Benjamin's gone. Tight end is a fantasy disaster. You know, I mean – God bless Garrett Selleck for uh, continuing our trend for all those that streamed him. But – and then uh, Corey Coleman, too.
4: Amazing. You've got got
3: all these big names coming back from injuries. Corey Coleman could – I mean, it was a hand injury, so, you know, hopefully his fitness and things shouldn't be in question, but he could come back into a ton of volume. I mean, Kenny Britt caught a touchdown this past week, for God's sake. Yikes. But I think those are some great guys to add and stash on your bench because, like, You know, with a lot of these other guys, we're picking up backups or players we're hoping are going to come into more volume, but those are all guys that we know when they come back will get volume and will produce. So that's why, like, if you can add them now before they have a big breakout game or, like, officially come back and hit the ground running, that would be a great piece to add before the playoffs.
1: I like it. All right, let's get to your top performers of the week at the quarterback position, Kirk Cousins versus Minnesota. Good game, man. 327 through the year, three total touchdowns for Captain Kirk. Jared Goff, can we talk about this Rams offense, man? Goff (laughs) versus Houston. talk about it. 355 (laughs) passing yards, three touchdowns. He has seven touchdowns over his last two games. Uh, But uh, let me get through the the rest of these two guys here. Uh, Case Keenum in a surprise spot against Washington, 304. Four touchdowns for Case Keenum. Harmon's heart just oh, fluttered again.
4: I, t- I tweeted yesterday <laughs> that I'm gonna write a letter to my 2013 self, telling him it'll all be okay. You will see this version of Case Keenum. Again. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
1: By the way, good. Mike Zimmer, coach of the year, in my opinion. I don't know. I think they. I think he's done a terrific job balancing
3: all these different quarterback issues. He's a fantastic coach. I was very mad when the Vikings signed him into the division with my Packers. Like,
1: yeah, what do you do? Damn it's it. pretty good. I mean, Sean, Sean McVay will be the in the running but Yeah. Yeah, but uh, Mike Zimmer, I think, has done a, a wonderful job, and and I just bring it up because when we start talking about coach of the year candidates,
4: y- you don't hear Mike Zimmer, and and I just think it's, I don't know. What's well, I mean, it's crazy what they've lost. That's and, what I'm uh, saying. And, I mean, you're, yeah. you're, I, I, totally get your point. I mean, McVay is gonna run away with it. Let's yeah. be real. But yeah. like, but Zimmer is <laughs> after, true. like should be in the conversation. You know what i mean? I mean, they lost a rookie of the year type of running back. Yeah. They lost our starting quarterback who was hot after right. week one. Stefan Diggs has been in and out of the lineup. I yep. mean that's like that's that's the three most important players on their offense yeah. they just keep on doing it doesn't, you know doesn't I mean, matter yeah the true. trouble
3: is it always goes to the bigger turnarounds and yeah. Sean McVay is yeah. already no, matched, no, like I the don't. win yeah. total high of Jeff Fisher's <laughs> and 42 years as the Rams head coach guys golf
5: <laughs> golf and uh Keenum were 4-12 and 12 last year with the Rams 12-4 and four this year wow yeah uh, I
3: saw somebody tweet that that both of them played games for the Rams last year wow and the Rams won four games and it's like and now this. that's pretty so. funny that's pretty. But funny. I will say too while we get to Goff um, yes, please. Mike Silver wrote an excellent piece uh interviewing Goff and McVay and stuff and uh I had tweeted it earlier but it was it spoke to just how good this offense is and how they operate cuz they were getting smashed a little bit in the first half Jadevian Clowney was they were. wrecking their house yeah. they had 6 yards of offense in the first quarter and then Go- wow. and then McVay went in that. That's interesting. McVay went in made some adjustments and then uh he and uh he and Goff both recognized the play the big Roberts-Wood touchdown and it's a good little bit in Silver's article and like and they were both getting excited. And he's like, we're going to have Woods here. We're going to have Woods here. And then they both hit it and then it's off to the races. But it just shows that this offense, it's not the type of offense that will just fold. They have a smart enough head coach and a good enough quarterback who buys into the system, and they're on the same level yeah. Yeah. that they can adjust and overcome this stuff. So it was very encouraging to read that after watching this team for 10 weeks or whatever we're in now.
1: That's great. Uh, CJ Bethard, Beathard versus the Giants. <laughs> 288 passing yards, three total touchdowns. By the way,
3: I think this is like five or six quarterbacks in a row now almost that have gone for 250-plus and three total touchdowns against the Giants. Giants.
4: Well, when the defense quits.
3: Yeah, I feel like they've quit.
4: I mean, Janoris
3: Jenkins especially. Dude, come oh, on I was on. I was on the couch. Show this is an, isn't isn't meant to be a name drop? But I was on the couch with Ike, our colleague, obviously. Yeah. Sick name and, drop, bro. And, uh, Sick name get out bro. Of here. You
4: even went with just the first name.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Ike. Ike Taylor. Okay, Could've but I
4: kill you. We were watching that play. I Ike you.
3: Yes. God. <laughs> we were watching that play where Janoris Jenkins, like Carlos Hyde, was running to the outside, and Jenkins kind of like, eh, like, yeah, didn't really go at him, and Ike went. He's thinking about the offseason. He is. Yeah. <laughs> I because like, he's like, sometimes on teams like that, guys just start thinking about the
4: offseason yep, instead. Business decision, baby. thinking about not, I mean, shoot, if you know you're terrible and they're terrible, I probably wouldn't want to get smacked around all that much. Yeah, that's a very good point. <clears throat> um,
1: all right, at the wide receiver position, Robert Woods, 10 targets, 8 catches, 171. Holy <sighs> hell, two touchdowns. <laughs> he was incredible. Adam Thielen. Um it's funny. I was watching this Minnesota Washington game and it, it's just every single time I looked up, it's Adam Thielen. Yeah,
3: yeah. Thielen was cooking. He's got oh. the yellow gloves.
1: You know? Oh, it's the yellow gloves, it's Thielen. Uh he was he was <laughs> making he was
3: making great catches, he was running great routes, this he was is crazy. I he mean, was he was, awesome. he's an awesome player. Yes. Yeah. I think you noted in the targets and touches piece, Harmon, which everybody should read NFL.com slash touches targets. Right, just, That's targets. Just, targets, just targets, targets, just targets. Just targets. It's,
2: it's all those.
3: But it, it kind of those. it kind of made sense because we right. uh, he had the better matchup in the interior. Like yeah. Diggs still had a good game against mm-hmm. great coverage on the outside, yeah. but yeah. the middle of the field. I mean, Washington had been. Brutalized by tight ends, but that was just kind of feeling this week. I got you. Uh, Twelve targets, receivers and tight ends. Yeah,
1: twelve targets, eight receptions, 166 yards, and a touchdown. AJ Green got back on track. Seven targets, five receptions, a big one, Uh, 115 in terms of yardage and a touchdown for him. Um, Dude, Chester Rogers, Chester Rogers. Yeah, 104 and a touch. Marquise Goodwin, one catch, 83 yards. And a touchdown. Such a great story behind that one. I'll let the
4: folks Google that one, but uh, it's a a a great uh, great story behind that one there. On Chester Rogers. Yes, please. Uh, That's just pretty much like Jacoby Brissett, who hit him on another – Long deep pass. Yeah, He's been the one of the. I mean, one of the best deep passers in the NFL. This oh, he season. hit like, Dante awesome. Moncrief. On he got it.
2: like an insane number of sixty-plus touchdown passes. Yeah, sixty-plus
4: yard touchdown passes. Like you yeah. said, he rifled Eight. off that sixty-yard uh, touchdown to um, Dante Moncrief too on his right one one target. catch one, one target. Tar- oh one target of the day. <laughs> <laughs> God, <That's> great. <laughs> what T.Y. Hilton disappeared right. Uh,
1: I mean, it was a tough matchup. So I mean, I, I mean, he Predict- predictable. Yeah, predictable. Yeah. He he doesn't do well
4: in bad matchups. Yeah, T- yeah. two for twenty three. What a, what a season he's having. Wow.
1: And he is he still well? I know coming into the week he was still a top ten wide receiver. That's what's crazy. That's well,
4: what's yeah. It's it's funny looking. What a roller it. It's a, it's it was, been a u- ugly season up top for wide receivers. Obviously with guys like Odell injured. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. It's part of it, but like. Uh, it, it's like some you're looking at it and you're like some of these guys that are like you said in the top ten. I mean even Tyree Hill. yeah, it's Jarvis Landry's up there for a while. T. Y. Hill. And Some of these guys have been like, yeah, not a lot of weeks I'd like want to start right. those start, start those guys come, <laughs> you know? come, coming or like happy that I did
2: <laughs> coming into week ten. I said it on trade calls. Eighty percent of. T. Y. Hilton's
3: fantasy points in the season came in those three games, those three matchups where he blew up, eighty <laughs> percent. It's a more severe roller coaster than Doug Baldwin puts you on because at least at least Baldwin
4: doesn't <laughs> like say Baldwin's up there at number right. eight in PPR. I was gonna say yeah, but it's and this will just you know we're all gonna do it, but when we're here. You know, well, if we're all here, both on planet Earth and planet NFL Earth. Network, if <laughs> yeah. we're all here a year, you know, next August, yes. talking about, well, you know, Doug Baldwin, wide receiver eight in PPR leagues, like, can we just try to remember like the journey that it, that it took to get us to the destination? What it always <laughs> is, though. <laughs> it him. is no, but I mean, it's but it's like that for all of these players, and it's just so. Oh, yeah. And this is the sort of stuff that I think it gets lost on us when we're doing preseason analysis that we always look at these season end totals. Yes. It is just so much more about the journey that, that it takes to get there. And its it's been rough with a lot of these top receivers this year. For sure. Uh, at running back, top uh, top running backs for
1: week 10, Mark Ingram, 21 carries, 131 yards on the ground, three oh. touchdowns for Mark Ingram.
3: He absolutely exploded. If you, yeah. if you, if you ran into him in a league, oh, you're done. Just rip. Yeah, you're done. Good night. I think uh, I have the second highest score in one of my leagues, but the other guy had Ingram. So. Uh,
1: speaking of Three touchdown performances. Demarco Murray, three total touchdowns to oh, go along yeah. with 42 rush yards and 30 receiving yards. That one, yeah. What? Not good. Why? Let's keep it moving. All right, let's keep it moving. Uh, that was versus Cincinnati's uh, very tough defense as well. So, uh, good performance for Demarco Murray. Austin Eckler, 10 carries, 42 yards. That was pretty good against uh, against the Jaguars. But five receptions, 77 yards, and two touchdowns through the air. Austin Eckler, man, these guys are using, the Chargers are using Austin Eckler all over the field. It's funny, when you look at his positional alignment chart on next-gen stats, it's out wide. It's in the slot. It's in tight. It's behind the, I mean, it, he's everywhere. He's absolutely everywhere. I love the way that the Chargers are using Austin Eckler. He
4: also lost the, what could have, should have been the game-ending, you know, fumble. fumble. The fumble. So that's important, I think, to remember that, too. Yeah, that's true. Uh,
1: Alvin Kamara, 106 on the ground, a touchdown, 32 receiving yards as well. Dion Lewis, what's up, man?
4: That one also felt good.
1: 14 carries, 55 yards. He had a touchdown, but also had a return touchdown. So two-touchdown performance for Dion Lewis. I was actually surprised to see him back out there uh, on special teams, given the fact that he
3: was a, the starting running back, too. Yeah. It's like kind of. You don't well, see that when, that often. When he can run for 100 yards. I mean, that's the same yeah. thing. Like, Antonio Brown returns a lot of puns frequently. Yeah. Tyreek Hill will still. I had Deion Lewis in a league where we got return touchdown points. So, Ooh. nice. <laughs> that's <is> wonderful. <laughs> Feels there pretty good.
4: Go. The Patriots uh, made Mike Gillisley a healthy scratch for this game. And, yeah. Rex Burkhead predict, got work. Yeah, he had ten carries, uh, yeah. ten carries for thirty-six yards. Also, obviously, got a lot of work in the passing game with three catches, twenty-seven yards, and that beautiful touchdown. Touchdown, touchdown uh, Rex It's, it's great when the Patriots running back, like, if you're going to tilt over that, when it happens right away, like he they oh, yeah. got the first touchdown of the game or the first or second touchdown of the game, and it was first. Like, good, good. Get Out of the way. I feel good about this. I don't have to hate myself for the rest of the night. <laughs> but it really, the removing uh, Mike Gillisley, predictably, really cleared things up and I think addition by subtraction they they even well the running backs coach I think it was even said coming into this game like yeah we can't keep this four man rotation up forever because it doesn't let anybody get into a rhythm and it it makes roles too predictable they're a much more dangerous team with Deion Lewis who can catch passes Rex Burkhead who can catch passes and obviously they still have James White there as the pass catching guy all three of them scored touchdowns yeah It was, (laughs) it was a great way for them to attack the Denver Broncos defense. Who also, by the way, like let's let's drop it with Denver as like a a elite defense. Well, yeah, a unit that we fear. When you give up ninety plus points in two games in a row, I'm done with you. It's not good. I mean, the offense is. Doing them no
3: fair. The offense scored on like four of their first five possessions. Yeah, uh, I it mean, wasn't their fault. I mean, they didn't. The offense didn't muff the, the punt or yeah, give the up a hundred and three. Yeah, the
2: special teams. Deion was, Lewis.
1: Special teams was. Oh my
2: goodness. And a blocked punt bad. by in, Rex Burkhead. And in a blocked punt. That's yeah.
1: right. Yeah.
3: I forgot Burkhead blocked that's that right. punt. That's right. What yeah. a stud. I mean, he oh was a, he God. was a star. Where are my fantasy points he for did the blocked punt? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh man, that's crazy. By the way, bold prediction. I had predicted that the the New England Patriots defense would score a touchdown and finish as a top five unit. Nice. They scored a touchdown, and oh, top five. Units. You, oh, you, get a, you get a green box. in the chart. <laughs> you get a green box. Yes. Perfect. All right, let's talk about tight ends. Jimmy Graham. Let's not. Nine <laughs> targets, six receptions, 27 yards, two touchdowns That's for Jimmy Graham. Garrett Selleck kept the train rolling against the Giants, yeah, four receptions, 67 yards, a touchdown. Tenth game in a row <laughs> that the Giants have given up a tight end touchdown. How is that possible?
4: They get Kelsey next week. Dude, Kelsey is going three for 42. Why? Book it. That's
1: because that's just the way life works. But how about if it's three for 42 and three touchdowns? Uh, no, and no, no, no. Three no. touchdowns. No, three
4: <laughs> for 42 and he's getting blank. <laughs> okay. Got it. Woo! Well, bu- book it for my bold because prediction. Because that's, that's how it works? Yeah, w- yeah, because no logic. Yeah. No reason. Okay. Just... I like this football baby. Sure. Just uh, like it's
3: one of those dumb things like the Packers had no business winning that game they yeah. did. The Steelers had yeah. no business being close, close to the Colts. Close to the Colts, right. They were. It's well, just one of those stupid things that it's
4: going to I know I just blasted the Denver Broncos defense but when they were cooking it was like they're shutting down Shady McCoy, they're shutting down Melvin Gordon, shutting down Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, Orleans Darkwood pops up for like a, <laughs> 120 yards touchdown. or whatever. That's, it's that exact same thing, just hey, the reverse. Put Tre- some, put trends. Some, put some respect for Orleans Duquois <laughs> in your left please. Just saying. <laughs> hey,
3: I am Orleans Duckworth. Uh
1: Jermaine Gresham, seven targets, five receptions, 64 yards, and a touchdown. By the way, can, can I ask you guys about Jermaine Gresham? Because it looks no. like he had a pretty significant role in that Arizona offense. Um, it's not Carson Palmer. It's Drew Stanton. Um, and I wonder if if Jermaine Gresson, uh, the his big tight end target, is, is a little bit of a safety blanket for him. I, I just, I don't know. I, I'm just throwing it out there because uh, I know the that technical football term is
4: binky. <laughs> True, <laughs> it's two straight games of touchdowns. For him. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Three targets on in the game before with against the 49ers. Uh, also, by the way, we might be getting the Blaine train here soon. Yeah, Stanton like sprained his knee
2: or something. Oh, oh, night. Oh, right. oh yeah. So that's I mean,
4: right. get ready right. for American Hero. It might be
2: Blaine Gabbert versus Tom Savage next week. Oh man, wow. <laughs> holy
4: hell! In, in Houston? Oh boy. Uh, yeah, but, he sprained sprained his knee in Week Ten against the Seahawks. So
1: it's just a thought. I, I don't know. I haven't really looked at it that closely, but just just a
2: thought.
3: I yeah, I aggression. mean, it's something you can't really. Ignore it. I would want to see more volume, at least a little more consistently, because before this game, where he had seven targets, his target totals were three, three, two, two, three. Okay. So oh, if, if if yes, yeah, I mean, it also depends if Stanton's in there. If Blaine Gabbert comes in, it just throws all a wrench and all. Yeah, guys. that's a good point. Yeah, good point. He's a- going to be an upgrade.
1: Austin Hooper for Atlanta taking on the Dallas Cowboys. Six receptions on six targets, forty-nine yards and a touchdown. Good game for Austin Hooper. No Ooh, doubt about uh, it. All right, let's talk about the biggest disappointments here of the week. Tyrod Taylor. We talked, to hinted at it at the top of the show, but fifty-six pass yards.
3: That's hard to do.
1: Fifty-six. We,
2: fifty-six. We've pass had yards. A, we've had a couple quarterback 56.
3: performances this year where it's just like. How? How? Yeah. Like Joe I Flacco the, was one. The Joe Flacco London game where he had like oh. eighty eight yards or whatever and it was like how? And now Tyrod Taylor has fifty yards and I'm like six. I mean how? I get I get it's that they just bad. got
1: destroyed on time of possession, but yeah. fifty six passing yards? What? <laughs> that's that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's hard to do. He had less than four fantasy points on the week. That is tough. Um I mean Tyrod was nothing better than a streamer anyways, but uh franchise, your thoughts on, on Tyrod Taylor, um I mean, obviously, there's some long-term concern here.
2: Yeah, but we mentioned like they're g- they got Charles Clay back, who didn't do much. I think he lost a fumble. He had two catches. They, yeah. they got Kelvin Benjamin, who there was a report before the weekend. He's still getting acclimated in of the offense. Of so course, absolutely. Yeah. He'll probably take a few weeks. He was just traded there. He did play 84% of the snaps, the most of any – uh Bill's wide receiver but that's interesting and they have some good matchups I think they have Mm -hmm. two games against the Patriots and at least one against the Dolphins coming up and the Chiefs and the Colts and the Colts the Chiefs have a bad pass defense Colts are not good on defense so the matchups are promising I think
3: this was just the Saints are such a good it was it was a perfect storm too like everything that could go wrong kind of did go wrong. yeah I
2: I think I think Tyrod will bounce back
1: okay same Uh, At the running back position, disappointments, Leonard Fournette, 17 carries, 33 yards, 46 total yards for Leonard Fournette against what was statistically ranked as the worst rushing defense in the NFL, if not the worst, certainly one of the three worst uh, real-life run defenses in the league. But, uh, Producer Chris, you had brought up uh, on your podcast a very good point uh, that they were getting healthier.
5: They were getting healthier. They I, I, Going into this game, they had allowed just 91 yards per game on the ground against uh, their last three opponents, and then they got Denzel Perryman back. That's yesterday. what it was. And that, yeah. made, a, that made a big difference. Um, I think the biggest play they had on the ground was that fake punt. Corey Grant's 56-yard yes. fake yeah. punt. Which so, is crazy. He did. You know, if, if you would have told the Chargers going into that game that you wouldn't have allowed a sack, Blake Bortles would have thrown 51 times. Yeah. You hell. Yeah, Leonard Fournette, the thirty-three yards. Yeah. Oh, you're we're thinking, oh, we're, yeah, yeah. We're, we're
1: we're walking out of here with the dunk. Yeah,
5: but they're playing better uh, against the run. So, yeah. Shady McCoy, you know, I think it's something that they uh, they'll keep it rolling, especially with Perriman back.
1: Yeah, Denzel Perriman, man, it's I yeah, I, I don't know why we didn't. Uh, I mean, not we, but I'm just saying, football people in general uh, made a lot less of it than it was. You know, I think a lot of folks were expecting uh, Leonard Fournette to have this huge game and 33, thirty-three, so forty-six 30. total yards.
4: A lot amazing. of narrative that was going into it, too, I think. I mean, guy had been off the off the, off the, the field for three straight weeks. Right. I think he'd be mm-hmm. motivated Injury by. Sure, sure, match. sure. But I think, I think the, like you said, the Chargers' run defense is improving. I think they also really dedicated a lot of resources to slowing Stopping down that run. Down. game. Yeah. And, I mean, he, from a role perspective, like, I wouldn't let this – I know it's – I mean, it's literally been forever since we've seen Fournette, like, have a good fantasy game. Mm. <laughs> uh, cause he's been injured by, suspended, and now yeah. this game. Right. But I wouldn't let this – this wouldn't freak me out too much about Fournette because, I mean, he's still from a role perspective perspective. perspective like he had had 17 carries and then was game scripted out like that's gonna happen He had what one carry in the
1: fourth quarter something bad it was not good so there you go uh same game disappointment melvin gordon 16 carries 27 yards 42 total yards for (laughs) melvin gordon that was that's not good very odd uh very odd and again we talk about bell cow guys yes he's the bell cow guy but i i still find i still think they're gonna find ways to get austin eckler the ball because he is their most I, i how do I say this? Their most elusive guy, probably. Yeah. Uh, in the backfield, so. And you, it's just predictable when you,
2: it looked like the Jaguars were out there to stop Melvin, Melvin Gordon. Gordon. Every time he got the ball, there was nowhere for him to
3: run up the middle. That's a good Every point. time he caught the ball on the
2: outside, yeah. Jalen Ramsey was blasting him at the line of scrimmage, <laughs>
3: what have you. Yeah. So we'll say it is disconcerting with Gordon though, because this is his fifth game with under 60 yards rushing. That's not
4: good. Yeah. He's been. I feel like he's been this guy for like the last. I mean, really the. For last, he, this he was seeing season. too
5: much volume at the beginning of the year. Two guys, I, I think they're gonna. Scale him back a bit. More of like of a two-headed monster with Eckler, especially if Eckler can get going. You know, the, the problem was he, he was getting it rolling, and then he had that critical fumble yeah. in the fourth quarter. But, uh, but I think that they are going to move towards more uh, more of, of a, a two-headed committee? attack. Not not a, not a committee, but I think if Eckler has the hot hand, yeah. you know, you saw what happened yesterday. Interesting. Definitely outplayed
1: Gordon. Okay. That w- that would raise some red flags if I was a Melvin Gordon owner. 100%. 100%. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah. Uh, Bilal Powell, who was in a very good spot. Matt Forte injured. Taking on the Tampa Bay Bucks. You thought, okay, below Powell is blah, certain. Blah. blah. <laughs> but that's what it was. It was, it was Blah. Uh, 36 <laughs> yards and a fumble for Blah. It was. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Not good. But that everyone was,
2: told us to start him, though. I, I, mean,
1: I mean, here's the thing. A, a lot of folks were so excited about Bilal though. No, I mean, really, though. I mean, you know, again, Matt, no Matt Forte, Tampa Bay, pretty good uh, pretty good matchup. but uh,
3: Everything lined up perfectly, which is why. <laughs> this which is Jay why I did. Well. This is just uh, an awful uh, game offensively.
2: Oh, my God. This, on all
3: fronts. This game was disgusting. Yeah. It was absolutely disgusting.
1: Um, At the wide receiver position, Antonio Brown, seven targets, three receptions, 47 yards. We talked about him. Julio Jones, eight targets, six receptions for 57. That's weird to see that, by the way. Six receptions for 57 yards for... (laughs) Uh, Julio Jones, uh, Des Bryant. Uh, yes, go ahead. To
4: just to cut in, we just got an email from uh, Rap Sheet says that Aaron Jones has a sprained MCL. He's going to miss a month. Oh! Aww. That was the fear last night, I think Rap Sheet tweeted, too, that it was
3: a sprained MCL. can miss some time.
1: And we don't have anything yet, uh, anything new anyways, on uh, time on, do we? No.
3: Right. No, but I mean, he injured his ribs, and he had broken, broken rib. ribs earlier in the year. so I think we can I expect mean, him to miss a week at least. Seems like pretty simple math. Yep, indeed.
1: Des Bryant, 39 yards for him. Marvin Jones, 22 yards. For Marvin Jones, I was um I I was kicking myself about the Marvin Jones play too because I had got um you know I, I got the report that okay Kenny Galladay was good to go he was going to mm-hmm. play his full complement of snaps and I still I just you know I just wanted to believe in
4: Marvin Jones uh, you know what I'm saying I mean c- come <laughs> on man this was ah. this was like the most. Like, we've seen this story with Marvin Jones before. Uh, That's what people were asking. A lot of people – not just you. I'm saying, well, like, a lot of people were asking me, you know, is Marvin Jones, like – Every week fantasy started. And I'm like, this is – guys, come on. We saw this story last year. He had three big games, 11, 11, and 14 targets over the last three weeks. Yeah. He yeah. popped up for freaking two yesterday. Yeah. That's the, weird. This, that's who That's is. the Marvin Jones experience. Like, it's – and, you know, he's a guy you're you're considering every week because he has – he's a good player. He obviously has big play upside. Yeah. Uh, he gets used down the field. He gets used in the red zone. But, I mean, you got to know you're going to – you're gonna take a, a but it was one a, catch game in the chin every. But it was time. a really good matchup against the Browns. It was. I, so you got. Yeah, yeah.
3: It was at this f- point. I have I would have started. It felt like the Lions just laid an egg too, which is not something we can
4: predict. Mm. No, it's it's not. It's not. You're you're right, but I, yeah, mean just what I'm saying like you you gotta. Be ready to take these games with Marvin Jones. Well, I was
1: gonna say it's it's hard for I think it's hard for Marvin Jones to have big fantasy days so long as Kenny Galladay is out there because he's that's gonna fair, be yeah.
3: I think he's gonna be using um what yeah. did, how many targets did Galladay get
4: in this game three he, he and he caught a long he caught a long two, one two for yeah. sixty four so yeah that but you're right though that is gonna dig into him because he's uh because that's big his game yeah, yeah that's, that's a, his game and and Marvin Jones is a strange player just because. I think he's a good he's a good player, but the way the Lions have used him the last two years, he's been like their primary outside receiver and Which is not good. Which is not good but because yeah, not yeah his I skill mean set. he's he's just so so easily taken away by press coverage doesn't seem very yes. well. And right. and yeah. he's a great contested catch receiver, but again, you're talking about real low percentage targets.
1: And I also think he's got he's got better long speed than he does short area quickness. So, you know. Yeah, it just you want it to be on the on, on the weaker corner. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Anyways, I was kicking myself because I knew better, and I still played him anyways. Yeah. Uh, At the tight end position, Jack Doyle, five targets, two catches, nine yards. Not great. Cameron Brate against those Jets, three targets, one catch, ten yards. Uh, Hunter Henry versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Erased in this game. Just one catch, seven yards for him. Tyler Croft, one catch, four yards. Tight end just continues to be a chore. All right, let's talk about every damn game. <laughs> sure. It Good is, way to put it. man. It's just Ill. All right, Green Bay taking on Chicago. We talked about a lot about the Green Bay side, but uh, Matt Franciscovich, focus on the Chicago side for me, please. I mean, there's not really much to focus on because nobody was really
2: starting anyone but Jordan Howard and maybe Tariq Cohen, and they both kind of busted. Mm. I think the Bears had, like, net rushing yards of 55 in this game. Not great. Tariq Cohen had one carry for one yard, Uh, Jordan Howard. (laughs) Tariq Cohen had one carry for one yard? Yeah, I think so. Uh, The weird thing is uh, Benny Cunningham, I think, outstapped Jordan Howard. Oh, man. And, you know, he lost that – he, he, lost he that fumble. fumbled out of bounds on the <laughs> pylon, and they right. were still using him. Like, Jordan Howard didn't do much in the second half. It's just he, he got it John was, Foxed,
3: man. It was slightly game script, too, because they – I mean, it. it's weird to say, but they were down, I think, like eight or nine points, and it felt like an insurmountable lead in <laughs> yeah. that game, Yeah, which <laughs> turned them into – which is why Trubisky threw the ball 35 times or whatever. Yeah. Like which, high. <laughs> I was going to say, 35 is like kind of an NFL norm, but for Trubisky, it's like, oh, my God, it's sticker shock when you see him having thrown the ball 35 of times this year. <laughs> Pittsburgh taking on Indianapolis. Again, we talked a lot about Pittsburgh. Gelhar, focus on Indianapolis for me. I mean, there's there's not much else to take away from this game. Brissette had a, had a surprisingly good game. I mean, oh, we, very He uh, is going into his bye in the concussion protocol, though, so we'll need to watch how he comes out because – if he if his concussion symptoms linger following their by Scott Tolzien coming back into our lives no. and that's a disaster for oh. Scott Tolzien no. how dare you you
4: not want don't say that name
3: guys that's just, i wasn't like trying to be mean that's just real it's just real life no. just the facts yeah just the only the facts here and then frank gore is like i mean this was a bad matchup but he's still getting a, a lot of volume so yeah, yeah. Yep. more favorable matchups we can trust him a little bit yep.
1: LCH, we're talking about the Chargers taking on Jacksonville in Jacksonville. Matt Harmon, what do you got?
4: Marquise Lee continues to pay off on on volume. Bro, Uh,
1: what are you doing, Marquise Lee? (laughs) <laughs> with yeah, that taunting call. Yeah,
4: I mean, he continues to pay off volume in being a complete <laughs> idiot. What are you doing? Couple A couple What of, are <laughs> you... to stop that. couple of embarrassing... Mo- <laughs> yeah, right, like, you committed a penalty on me, let me taunt you, and then it turns out he didn't even commit the penalty, <laughs> right. so... What are you doing? Yeah, Marquis Lee, couple, a <laughs> couple of times over the last few weeks, has really popped up for some stupid uh, stuff. Uh, but at the same time, he's popping up for, for big fans. Yeah, no, no, he is. 11 he is. targets yep. gets his the touchdown, so, I mean, he's a guy, I think you're, you're considering... It, you know, as a flex potential guy in, in, in every week format, especially in games where you th- I mean, they got the extra possession with the overtime and everything like that. Um, but at the same time, he's, like I said, he's been cooking with volume lately. He's really the only one that you're interested in the passing game. And then on the other side, uh, Keenan Allen continues to be kind of a, a worrisome player. Uh, he has target totals. Of seven, five, and seven in his last three games. When he, after he was routinely hitting double digits in right. the early part of the year, surprised by that. Uh, you know he's got a pretty good matchup with the Bills traveling to LA next week. It's Has his target
1: share gone down while Mike Williams came back?
4: Yeah, no. It's I mean obviously it's been consistent. I don't know if that again correlation versus causation sure. thing there because the guys who have been losing. I mean. Terrell Williams has been the one losing playing time. Uh, and, you know, he hasn't really been on the radar for, for a
3: while. It's also a been the, the backs and Hunter Henry have seen a bunch more. Target. Well, Hunter little, Henry, not really. Kind of disappeared the last yeah. two weeks, it actually. Just with
4: right no, like, with no predictability with the Hunter Henry thing. Yeah, I mean, just none. when they're going to use and when not. So, I mean, for me right now, there's really nobody that I – I trust in this. In okay. this I will game.
3: say real quick on Mark Lee too. Uh, Hearns injured his knee and yes. is getting an MRI. So next week it could just be a situation where even if the Jags only throw the ball, I think they're playing the Browns. Like only throw the ball twenty times or whatever. Eighteen of them could go to Mark Lee <laughs>
2: <laughs> Isn't like D.D. Westbrook trying to get D. back? D. Yeah, he day. was activated <laughs> off of IR. So yeah. the
4: Westbrook thing is is strange to me. Like, Why? I've well, seen, received so many questions yes. about this. Yeah, stuff.
2: yeah. People have been talking about him for like three weeks. And like I put him in. in deep,
4: I put him in deep dive. Uh, because i think like if you play i and i added him in uh, in the apex league where we start a bunch of wide receivers and it's a pretty deep like competitive league so i mean yeah i guess but people have been talking about it like it's this big thing coming up and it's like it's a rookie. day three rookie what? i know on a on a team you know that doesn't really want to pass oh, the ball i see i All think right. it's just excited jag's fans yeah, well it's right. excited i think people are excited too because he popped up in the preseason He's right. a big big guy. Well, he was also a huge star in college, too, so I mean, he's I think big, a big play for yeah. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, where are we at?
1: LCH, t- okay, we got that. Uh, New Orleans, Orleans taking Buffalo. on Buffalo. Franch, what do you got?
2: Yeah, we talked a lot about this game. Uh, oh. Sorry, I that was loud. Oh, really excited. My microphone's too close to my <laughs> mic. Uh, you know, the running backs for New Orleans dominated. Drew Brees got a rushing tach- touchdown, did not throw a passing touchdown. I think he's only thrown two passing touchdowns in the last three games, Yeah. so Drew Brees has not been that quarterback you drafted him to be because they're a run heavy team now yeah, indeed and they're good uh and i think michael thomas he went over 100 yards he did indeed. first time this season first game over 90 yards first game year, over 90 first game so. over 90 so, uh no touchdowns oh, obviously because didn't throw yeah. any right but good way to look at it you know Michael, it's it's all Michael Thomas in the passing game. Ted Ginn kind of disappeared. He
1: had, by the way, Michael Thomas had some baller catches. He did. Awesome. He did. He, oh, my He's goodness. amazing, dude. He had yeah. some
2: baller catches in that game. Um, And the Bills are just, they were just bad all around. Yeah, there's nothing to talk about for yeah. the Bills at all. Yeah.
1: Uh, Jets taking on Tampa Bay. Alex Gelhar, I'm sorry, but you got to cover this game. No, I don't. Let's okay. move on. Let's
4: move on. Minnesota right. at Washington. Hey, hey, Chris can Godwin, five catches for 68 yards on the team. <laughs> yes! I targets. just say,
3: whoop-de-doo, Basil, Mike <laughs> Evans comes back next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care. Can, can You're I talk about me. Doug Martin's averaged 2.8 yards per carry in his last four or five games. Oh my yeah, he he is what? verging on, like, somebody I, oh it's, my they God. can't really start. They
2: yeah. used four running backs
3: yesterday. That's they used Chuck Sims. Sims,
2: Barber, Jaquiz, and Martin. And Martin had 20 carries, but, like, 51 yards.
1: Dude. Dirk Hutter's got to go. It's weird. Yeah. They have too much talent for this offense to look like this.
2: Agreed. It's just, yeah. And good. we also saw yesterday that Jameis Winston's injury could be more of
3: a long term thing than like a couple weeks. Right. Keep yeah, an yeah, eye on that.
1: Shut up. Yeah, we did
3: end up covering this game.
1: Hey, there you go. Minnesota taking on Washington, Matt Harmon. Oh, yeah. Robbie
3: <laughs> Anderson's great. Start him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Uh, fantasy hipster pick. Touchdown in four straight weeks. Let's yeah, buddy.
3: Go.
4: Uh, Minnesota taking on Washington. Matt Harmon, what did you see? So the Minnesota backfield has definitely been like a, a very up and down. Oh Like One week it's McKinnon, one week it's Murray. I mean, McKinnon didn't like necessarily he didn't kill, ghost kill you. kill you in this in this spot or anything like that, and he didn't really either in in Murray's. Last game like in PPR he's still a guy that you're you're starting Absolutely. You know, every single week. Uh but Murray popped just will pop up for these like 17 carry games, 68 yards and a touchdown. I mean, Murray's out touched him in three straight games now. Yeah. So Murray's someone that you can consider but at the same time he also has like a a craterous floor because yeah. he's in, not involved in the passing game. Like if he doesn't score a touchdown, you're screwed. Yeah. Uh so that's fun. Uh but obviously we talked about the passing game guys were we cooking and then on Washington side Jamison Crowder, like, kind of sneakily might be turning his season around. Uh, He obviously missed the game against the Seahawks. But in the game before that, he had 13 targets. Then he had 11 targets in this game. tied Tied Vernon Davis for the team high. So, uh, Crowder is a guy that got. Vernon sh- Davis had 11 targets. Yeah, yes. baby. Wow. He had like late, like garbage time. Oh, okay. Yeah, production. yeah, There was definitely a lot of garbage time production. Uh, but at the same time, Crowder. While these outside wide receivers have not been big factors, even though Josh sees season high seven targets. Uh, I think that Crowder is a guy that got dropped in a lot of spots. So you probably uh, Real
1: question: Did Terrell Pryor play?
4: He played. Uh, yes. Okay. A little bit. I he, uh, he did not register a target, but he was on the field for I think about thirty-seven percent of the team plays. That's what I was. I was confused by. I'm like, wait a second, is is he out on the field? Because yeah. there's no targets. There's no. <laughs> he was on the field. And uh, <laughs> what's happening, Maurice Harris, who you didn't even know as a person, I'd, despite the fact that you're a Cal alum. I know had a catch that. Reminded us all of those training camp videos that got people excited about Josh Doxton. What?
1: Maurice Harris? Who is this guy? Mm. I I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Houston taking on the Rams. Nuke had 14 targets for 111 yards. Franch, what do you got in this game? Uh,
2: The Rams are good and the Texans are not good. Okay. That's pretty much. But, I mean, Lamar Miller, 60 yards on 11 carries. I think he only had two touches in the second half. He was, Mm. you know, the the Texans off uh, backfield was scripted out. Tom Savage can't can't run you know, can't keep this offense producing. Will Fuller cracked ribs, he might miss Aye. week eleven, so he went out with an injury in this game. Yep. D hop's the only one you're starting. And the Rams are just their defense has been better the last four or five games. Their offense is cooking. Like they play Minnesota next week. That's gonna be a good which game. Which should be a good game. So That's like gonna be a game if you've been right streaming there, Jared Goff, you might wanna raise Gienum Revenge game. Oh, my Whoa, God, it's it the Case, case Keenum
1: revenge game.
2: <laughs> but that should, <laughs> I be, love it. that should be a good game all around. And Todd Gurley, 68 rush,
1: 68 receiving yards. Stud. No touchdowns, but stud, yeah. you will take it. Dallas taking on Atlanta. It was a blowout. We thought it was going to be a shootout, but it was a blowout. Alex Gelhart, what do you got?
3: Uh, I think one takeaway from this is Austin Hooper. We mentioned him in the top scores for tight yeah. end. has six targets in each of the last three games. has a touchdown in two of those. Mm. Uh, the offense has been playing a little better of late, and they've been getting him more involved. Um, with, with Freeman out, Tevin Coleman had uh, a, a pretty solid game. He had 20 carries. Taryn Ward could be on the deep waiver wire list. He had, yes, sir. I think, like 10 or 11 touches in that game too. And he's, I mean, he's not going to get a huge workload because the dude's tiny. But he's, he's an electric little player, and he'll get, he'll get in the mix there.
1: Giants taking on San Francisco. Sterling Shepard, 13 targets,
4: 11 receptions,
1: and a career-high 142 yards. Harmon, what do you got?
4: The haters and losers were very unfair to Sterling Shepard coming into this year, in my opinion, and he's a good player. Uh, so that's wow. nice, for the, nice for the Giants. <laughs>
2: well, they had, uh, you know, they had Brandon
3: Marshall. and yeah. The, rap- Everyone the Rapture it. hit their wide receiving core before he really took off.
4: Right. I disagree, he was producing fine before. <laughs> it doesn't fit Harmon's narrative. It doesn't so. quite fit my narrative. <laughs> Anyways, but the point, but the point is for the Giants. I mean, yeah. the, the this offense, like, it's gonna strictly throw, th- flow through, Shepard and Ingram. So I think those are guys you're starting every week. Which is, I mean, in this lost season for the Giants, at least they're discovering they have these two nice young players to to build around. Right. Uh, and then on the Forty Nineers side. Uh, I think Marcus Goodwin. As long as he's out there, he's someone that you're considering as really? a, as a flex play every week. Yeah, because I mean, one two match. targets. I know, but but he's but he's he got had big eight, play. He had eight the week before. Yeah, he's too. had eight the week before, and he has big play. I mean, he has big playability. All he
3: needs, all you, you literally, need is one play for him to return value in your fantasy. It's line, true. I mean. but he also
4: got hurt at one point. It's a tough way to live. No, it's a tough. It's a it's a tough way to live. But these are tough times. We're bro. in a
3: situation where Robbie Anderson is like a top twelve wide receiver. James, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think we need to be turning up our nose at Marquis good <laughs> C.J. Beathard scored a rushing okay. touchdown, and I think he got banked up on that play. We were like really close to seeing Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo. G? I think we will after their buy. They have a bye in week eleven.
4: Yeah, interesting. S- sucks to get benched coming off your first win for your team, but you know yeah. it is what it is. It is what it this is. is. We're a third round rookie out of Iowa, Crimea River. Sunday night football. <laughs> wow. Savage. Harsh. <laughs> uh, guy's so trying just, rea- guys just trying to realize his dreams. Here <laughs> comes good for Alex him. He's, here he's, he's, Gilhar. Just he's he's played well slash. enough. They
3: just they just traded a second-round pick for a guy who could be their franchise quarterback. You <laughs> <laughs> show a
4: little, <laughs> little
1: flamethrower
4: from Alex Gilhar. This this is is the the problem and dreams. I don't know why we're pouring some out for C.J. this That's the problem with our times. We just don't have enough empathy. Sunday Night Football. Wow. <laughs> New
1: England taking on Denver. <laughs> okay. What a what a boring game this was. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
2: a lot of people were like, oh, do I start Tom Brady against Denver? He produced. Yes, he did. Uh, touchdowns to all the Patriots running backs. Uh,
3: Manny or- Sanders, baby.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gronk and Brandon Cooks each had 74 receiving Dude, Sanders yards. Sanders looked like a and then G. Mandy Sanders had
3: 137 yards. I mean, he looked good. When he, he was Z- spinning a Malcolm Butler like a
4: damn top every time he was out running a route. Sanders is like one of the most underrated wide receivers in the league. He's 100%. he's like uncoverable when he's on. Yes, he's just such a good route runner. Uh, 100%. Yeah. So, but Denver's quickly become like almost completely unwatchable.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Bad backfield, a disaster too. Ten carries oh. for Anderson. Eight. For for Charles, eight for
2: Booker. Anderson has ten or fewer carries in five of his last seven games. Ah! Okay, see you later. Rip. Yeah, after um, like twenty-five, like three of the first four weeks. Those were fun.
1: Feels like a hundred years ago. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we will pass on Cincinnati versus Tennessee, and we will pass on the Browns versus. The Detroit Lions. So I apologize to those fan bases. <laughs> All right, let's close out your show with a round of daily daps. Daps. Dap
3: dap, dap daps. 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 Alex Gehler, let's start with you. Uh, okay, I got a bunch to run through. Uh, saw Thor Ragnarok over the weekend. Really enjoyed great it. Great movie, uh, man. Super fun. It's just a super fun trip to the cinema. Yeah. A uh, lot of great jokes. Good action. What's cinema. The- cinema. Go to hell. <laughs> You got some top forty bands to talk to us about here. <laughs> no.
1: Who's the lead female actor there?
3: Uh, Tessa Thompson. Oh, she stole uh, the show. She's she's phenomenal. I mean, yeah. she's great. Uh, apparently, she was in Westworld. I still need to go back and watch that. She was she's in Creed. In Westworld, I don't remember. Yeah, but Marcus said that. But she was in Creed. She's been in a couple other things. She's really good. Uh, rising star. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Goldblum at his Bloomiest was <laughs> fantastic. Uh, I also saw Lady Bird over the weekend, which is uh, an indie movie written and directed by Greta Gerwig. You definitely saw that at the cinema. Uh, I cinema saw that at, at the landmark. <laughs> What the heck? <laughs> wow! Sorry for having word choice. Not was just it an inflection point thing. at the cinema for you. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are a holes. Uh, Lady Bird, wow. very good indie movie, written and directed by Greta Gerwig, <sighs> uh, starring Saoirse Ronan. Got some. Re- I think it's gonna get a bunch of awards buzz. Uh, it's just kind of like a, a charming little coming of age tale, but it was it was really well done, really funny. And then I just listened to a new band today for the first time. I was on Spotify. and I was like, you know what? I need something different. So I went to New Releases, and it was called uh, Greta Van Fleet. I think they're a new rock band i listened to their first album uh i think it's called from the fires i'm trying to pull it up here now okay. but it was uh it was really good i enjoyed it it's like kind of a got a classic rock vibe uh saw some articles they said they have a lot of led zeppelin influence but yeah greta van fleet and it the album was where did it go from the fires yes so check it out you like I your like rock it. music i do like my rock music boom boom I mean. boom
4: ben Harmon, what do you got Oh man. Well, uh definitely daily daps to Marcus Goodwin uh at this like we said definitely check that story out online if you haven't about the about what he was going through during that game yesterday. Yep. That was a really ins- it's it, like now looking back on it knowing what we know him scoring that touchdown and, and the reaction afterwards it is uh it's, it's pretty cool man. I thought he like was injured. Season. I know, yeah. me too. Yeah. 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 So it was definitely like a moment, like definitely one of the moments of the season. Uh in other news, uh I will give a daily daps to uh establishment near my new Apartment, lobster and beer. I love oh that place now. Oh boy, place is great. You were skeptical. Oh boy, well you I were colored wanna. skeptical. <laughs> I don't know that <laughs> I were like
2: I'm never leaving the Gulp.
4: Well, and I'm not. I'm not. I will. I will return but. to the Gulp. But I'm saying I'm out exploring new places around my new apartment. RIP Gulp. Shut up! Uh, and I'm loving, I'm loving, loving living in this in the new area. Uh, that place is incredible. The food is real good. They've got some good beer specials. Uh, so I mean, look, what more do you want from me? That's what. But that's they what I'm specialize about. in lobster dishes. Yeah, yeah. It's like they had, like I had, like a lobster quesadilla with Gelhar oh, on Friday. It was so oh, that sounds so. Of course, lobster quesadilla oh, was, was cheese in it.
3: Probably it's cheese and everything. Did oh. you have a coffee stout say, with it? No, I did not. <laughs> I will say, it's really, l- been coming <laughs> at you during lobster. The lobster nachos though looked lobster. Incredible! Nachos. What? We I had, didn't, we didn't get them this time, but what? They, the crab wow. the
4: crab dip was pretty or the yeah the crab oh, dip was good. I yeah. had the lobster tacos. The uh, I went for lunch on like last Tuesday, so that was those were real good. Um, oh, God, is this, it a large beer selection? Pretty, I got a handful. Pretty decent. Cool. Not the largest, but it's a good, it's a good place to go to. Uh, I will be going there quite frequently, I imagine. Uh, in other news, I I'll daily Dab's Target. Uh, Target has like a new clothes. them telling franchise this. Okay, uh, very mainstream of you. Very mainstream of me. I'm. Not, I told you, I'm not really a hipster. I'm just play one on on, tw- on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> but uh, they've got a new like clothing line. I guess the Marona or whatever they were doing. That's out. New thing was replaced it. Their pants fit incredibly. So if you're a guy. Uh, Target pants. I was like trying to figure out that. where this one goes. If you're, okay. if you're if you're a guy out there and you have you know you you That's like great. a good pair of pants. Okay. They've got good jeans. They've got <laughs> good chinos. Check it out. They're like Fair under twenty seven dollars too. So wow. Go get yourself some pants, fellas. Wow. Right. That's some free advertising for Target. Target. Yeah, weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh weird. Producer Chris,
1: what do you got, pal?
5: Uh, you know I've been watching this. New series on Netflix, Mindhunter. Have you guys seen oh, it? Oh, I want to check it out. Yeah. It's good. I'm like I'm like three or four episodes yeah. in. I'm not gonna spoil anything. It's yeah. good. I suggest you guys check it out. I've heard some really good things about it. It's yeah. about the
1: birth of the the phrase serial killer or something.
5: Yeah. I think it's like you know, how they how they get inside the mind of a yeah. serial killer. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So You've that's good. It? Yep. And Marky's Goodwin, man. I you took mine. That yeah. if you guys haven't seen the story, Google it. Uh, Feel good for that guy
4: Oh by the the way I want to double back And one more daily dap Speaking of TV shows Okay Uh, Watched an episode of This is Us on Saturday night All right, (laughs) Uh, I have long said That I have never uh, I have never cried At a movie or television show In my entire life Not even Bambi or the Lion King? No Uh, I can no longer say that Oh man that was it. just punched you right in the fields. Yes, it's an it's towards the end of season one. If you've watched it, you probably know it. I, I, maybe not. I mean, they're all emotionally grueling. It's a every very, episode <laughs> it's a very I have show. tears welling up. But it. it's a great, but it's a great show. Uh, I would
2: recommend uh, checking it out. <laughs> the up. Fantasy Live Good, podcast forward. is a full supporter of the show. This, okay. Is okay. Us. Yes. yes,
4: and if I've you come it. at us for being soft about it, we'll come right back. At yes, you. yes. Oh, or block party, block
3: party, block party. Lock party! That's
4: right.
1: Cool. <laughs> uh, I will daily daps. Well, first of all, I'll daily dabs Alex Gilhar, who's made uh, a few appearances now on the NFL Fantasy Live show Thanks, on uh, during the week and on Sunday as well. So uh, that's been a lot of fun to see him on there. Starhar. Starhar. Star-har. <laughs> Star-har. Uh, signing I signing will... autographs
4: left and right. I know, man. It's I been... mean, next round of drinks on him after that big contract extension. That's that he signed true because of it. Right. <laughs> that's news to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh daily daps to uh yeah it's it's funny man we we've been doing this whole uh, the the whole danger zone thing. Um Austin Eckler came through in a big spot which was really nice. cool to see. Um uh, so that was really cool to see. Uh we we this week it was Chris Godwin and uh and the power of 12s, cuz his jersey number is 12. Oh. Um but uh I don't for whatever reason it really hit the folks uh, this week, which was great to see, and then so five catches for 68 yards, 11.8 PPR points. If we're rounding, <laughs> that's 12. 12. Which, it's 12. Which, points. Which, which wow! Will round. Oh
4: my God! That's full ball, circle. Indeed. Hell yeah, Chris Godwin. Uh, and for
1: those for those folks wondering, uh, I got hit up on Twitter many times on the, who writes those things. Adam Rank and I. It's all us, baby. That's there's no there's no someone like oh they got a PA or some researcher. Nah, dog. Wow. There is no, there is nobody working on that thing. Nobody touches those scripts, except for me and Adam Rank. So, uh, if you were wondering, which I, I I was surprised that people were wondering, because I'm like, what the what the hell? Like, what what, are you, what, why? what researcher would find out about these rando ass connections? Yeah.
4: Also, by the way, that would be no fun if it's like, all, all right, hand me my lines so yeah. I can go do this uh, fantasy bold prediction. I like, I hate to break it, it to thing. you,
1: but uh, there are some. That do that,
4: yeah. But we are (laughs) men of uh, soul and uh, integrity. There
1: are certain robots that indeed will take the research packet and just spew research.
5: James, I would have been super disappointed in you, man, if you had someone hand you the Austin three (laughs) sixteen. you know cuz that was that was really going deep there his intern the
3: things yeah. too is if you know James and Adam you know cuz right. they always fill those things with stupid references oh my God, to themselves so stupid. to, yes, to connect the dots like Charlie Kelly, and it's always sunny when he's got his conspiracy yeah. theory board. Like it's it's exactly that, you yeah. two, when you're doing your danger zone it's stuff. It's
1: just non sequitur after non sequitur. It means absolutely nothing. But anyways, there we go. Um, so yeah, so uh, so for all the folks who appreciated the uh, the, the segment, I appreciate you. So nice there, for
4: daily
2: dapsing yourself. I did daily. You pulled, oh, you, pulled, you pulled a Harmon. Damn it! <laughs> Damn
1: it! I pulled a Harmon. We talked about
2: that before the show. Though. I know, man. All right, franchise. What do you got? Uh, my dad's birthday is today, so happy birthday, Dad! Ooh, buddy,
1: there you go, and, Dad chize, uh, Dad chize,
2: yes. Um, and one other pretty cool one this weekend, I went to an event uh, that my fiance she belongs to the Daughters of the American Revolution. Okay. Which is an organization of people of women who have relatives that were in the Revolutionary War. Wow, really? Um, That's cool. Yeah, and it was it was a Veterans <laughs> Day. It, it's like a very exclusive thing. You have to like trail your genealogy and all this stuff oh. to get in. Hell yeah! And there's uh, they're all over the country, but they they had a Veterans Day event this weekend at the Wilshire Country Club, and they had this speaker who was a pilot during the Vietnam War. He was a commander of a B fifty two bomber, and he told us this insane story from I think it was. Uh, 1971 or 1972 when they flew a mission from Thailand up to Vietnam to bomb some surfaced air air equipment mm-hmm. and uh, a missile came up and over the airplane and like, oh. it detonated over his airplane and popped a bunch of holes in the plane, like 52 huge holes in the Whoa. plane. They were leaking fuel and he, the, the bomb did not blow the wing off. He managed to fly the plane back to some airport in Thailand. Nobody, you know, no loss of life. Everyone was fine. He said one of his guys was covered in gasoline and like Ugh. he's so he's going around telling his story now. He earned a a prestigious uh, a medal, the Flying Cross medal. Okay. And uh, you know he has PTSD and all this stuff, but he told this amazing story wow. and everyone was everyone's jaws were on the floor. So man. So hashtag salute to service. Hashtag salute to service. Respect to all the veterans who have served for us yes. and happy veterans day.
1: What's the official thing for the NFL? If you salute if you use that hashtag Yeah, you use the hashtag salute to service. NFL they donate five dollars. Right. Five dollars for every hashtag to Correct. a uh nonprofit veterans. organization. Yeah, yep. so there you go. All yep. right. Good stuff. His
2: name is Ken Curry,
1: Captain Ken Curry. Sorry Captain I didn't say his name. Ken Curry. What a g- wow. Man, That's you really friend. uh you really got into it. That was yeah, good. Uh, I mean that it struck me, man. There you go. That was good. All right, so that's the show for Matt Franchise, for producer Chris, the WizKid from Wisconsin, Alex Starhar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Matt Cinema
3: Cinemahar.
1: Cinema. 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 Uh, we will catch you Thursday. See you.
4: See you later.
0: Shop now at a store near you.
5: When you pull up to game night in the all new Camry, but it's actually bingo night.
2: Mini golf, anyone?
0: It's a Camry vibe. The all new, all hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places.